This is a Solitaire Media original podcast. Hello, welcome to the Galway podcast. This is Fender Jackson. I am thrilled to announce my guest this week as being Niall McGahan, who is a general manager of Galway Golf Club. This is the first of a series of interviews with people who are heavily involved in clubs. Clubs offer numerous benefits, including social connections, skill development, personal growth, networking opportunities, mentorship, volunteering, stress relief, leadership development, exposure to diverse perspectives, and a sense of purpose. Joining a club can enhance your personal and professional life while providing a sense of community and fulfillment. You will hear Niall talking about what the Galway Golf Club does for Galway and vice versa. It seems to be a reciprocal relationship and has been going on since 1895. That's a long time. Okay, the conversation does stray into things related to Northern Ireland. You'll allow us those little meanderings. We're both from County Derry. Anyway, let's go straight to that conversation. Band, wrap it up. Hello. Who are you and what do you do? I'm this Niall is McGuffin, the Galway I Podcast. I'm the general manager of Galway Golf Club in Salt Hill. How did you get this job? That's a $64,000 question. I was in a IT job for 14 years and I saw an advertisement come up for general manager job in Galway Golf Club. And I says, why not? I know golf I know golfers and I says well what have I to lose I'm going for it if, if anything I'll gain some experience in interviews so um, I had the interview and I got the job you're annoying first of all because I have applied for so many of those jobs and didn't even get a response <laughs> here that 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 was it wasn't I just applied for one job and, yeah. and, and got the interview and got the job you know it's I've applied for a lot of jobs, you know, internally in my previous role and and even before that, you know, coming out of university, I wasn't, it, it wasn't a new thing for me applying for jobs or trying to progress or trying to, to, to move forward. But this was totally out of the comfort zone. Mm. And the fact it was a golf club as well really sort of sung to me. Wow. I'm going to go down a little bit with the IT. Tell me a little bit about that role and then how the skills of that that you've acquired um, were transferable into your current position? I started in Musgrave back in 2008, just as a general installer. You know, I'd been IT. Installing software or in, systems? Or? In, system, yeah. in systems installs, so for the retailers. Hmm. So putting IT infrastructure into centres supervised across the country. Tills and stuff like that? Uh, more in the back office. Okay. Um, they would have had an IT provider that was putting the tills in the front end, so it was back-end trainer of all the back-office systems for the retailers to sort of what makes their systems tick, what allows people to go into shops and buy the products for changing prices, you know, reporting. So it was about putting those infrastructures into all the supervising centres mm. in the 26th county, shall we say, mm. because Musgrave Northern Ireland is a, a separate entity. So over the years, as I was with Musgrave, I, I gradually expanded my knowledge in 
to not just the IT, but also being able to help the retailers with their businesses. So just inherently it's natural that you're in stores every day. So you see certain things that could help their business or wastage or day-to-day sales or positioning of things, things that help the retailers make money, makes things better for them, makes things easier for them. So that's the sort of skills that I was able to bring or I've been trying to bring to Galway Golf Club, the business side of it, because the golf side of it, I know, the people side of it, I, you know, I'm dealing with people every day in the the retail business, so it's it wasn't something that daunted me at all. It was the business side of things and, and learning those processes that are in Galway Golf Club, but also trying to expand them and bring them up to date and trying to put things in place that help the golf club try and make it frictionless mm-hmm. so it helps helps the members helps the visitors helps the staff inherently it's really about seeing what skills i can transfer i have the it skills that i can transfer and then there's things that i want to do within the club that to to modernize it in in that respect uh but it, it it's just going to take time and 14 months in the job a great um, mentor I would say um, Michael Moss from Porsche Golf Club he was there for decades I've bounced off him and he says give yourself two years mm. so it's, you know it's, it's two years before you actually get in mm. to the role properly Do you feel that you're on the right trajectory? Absolutely I've, I'm a year in it now There's I've been learning for a year mm-hmm. learning about the members learning about the club yeah. uh, learning about the club's position, even in the country, mm-hmm. and and how it's seen. Yes, um, you know it's 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 a large club. Mm-hmm. You could look at you know we'll go back to home Port Stewart. There's maybe eleven, twelve hundred members there, but the three courses, mm-hmm. Galway's upwards of seventeen hundred members and one golf course. Wow, it's, it's a lot of people to put into one eighteen hole course. But it's it's not just about the course. Um, it's about the clubhouse it's about the experience that the visitors have it's about the experience that the members have more more importantly because it's one of the first things someone said to me it's not just a clubhouse it's a club home mm, yeah. because there's so many people coming in day in day out that might not necessarily be playing golf or able to play golf now but it's their meeting point it's their hub mm-hmm. that keeps them going on a day-to-day basis like the golf course could be closed you know we're coming into the winter stages now, so be close. But the club home is still busy because people are coming in and meeting, having their coffees, chatting, whatever you know they're chatting about on, on any given day. So it's it's a hub for them to meet mm-hmm. and to to talk to each other. You know they don't have to go to the pub or they don't have to go to a coffee shop. They come to the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And they meet and catch up and what's been happening. And it's it's always busy. So you would say the first year, talking about your mentor, giving yeah. you two years. So the first year is like gaining knowledge, uh, as you say, about the club internally, but also externally positioning itself. How does it fit in the island of Ireland? Then the next year would be strategizing and then thereafter implementing. Is yeah, that how you see that, it? That, that's how I'm seeing it at the minute. It's, mm. it's about... What have I learnt in the last year? Mm-hmm. Mistakes and everything. I made it very clear that there's going to be mistakes. Mm. But 
in order to learn, you have to make mistakes. You have to, you, yeah. have, you have to learn what's working and what's not. A person who's never made a mistake is a person who's never done anything. Well, that's 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 true. Like mm-hmm. I have to find out what are the touch points within the club that work, mm-hmm. don't work. Try a new things that that works. We might do that again next year. That doesn't work. We're not going to even touch that again. Mm-hmm. But even learning the characters with within the club and garnering their knowledge like there's hundreds of years of knowledge from so many different viewpoints within the club is trying to gather that filter it and how do you apply that in a modern era mm-hmm. um, because like the club's been going since 1895 mm-hmm. it's been there longer than anybody you know in in the country so it's 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 lasted a lot longer than people have it's five years younger than charlie chaplin (laughs) yeah when you look at that then and it's like it's it's like home club in poor stirt was 1894 wow so there's there i've had there's been various moments where i've gone jesus it's a a link to home Mm -hmm. or there's there's a link there like the the estate that the club is currently on, I believe is the O'Hara estate. I was schooled in O'Hara's castle oh, wow. at home. One of the, the first same family. No, mm. but it's just that it's that link. It's yeah. by the sea. Um, yeah. There's been these sort of vignettes of wherever I've, I've come in. Like one of the first people I met in the club, his son, I played in the 2004 all Ireland semi-final. Who's that? In golf. Um, Michael Henley. Yeah. Um, and his son was on the team. And then at various times I've met various people that either were on the team or were at it. Mm-hmm. And you're going, That's, that was my first sort of real understanding of Galway, golf mm-hmm. club. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I would have known about it, but actual contact with it. And then, you know, that was 2004, so 19 years later, mm-hmm. I'm general manager of it so it's, it's just you're having these moments you're going there there is a bit of for me mm-hmm. an imposter syndrome but it's this it's you would be up i'd be up in the 13th looking down over this expanse of 130 40 acres and you're going i'm kind of in charge here yeah and it, it's my I'm, well, I'm more I'm, I'm not in charge I don't, I don't necessarily like that terminology generally managing it <laughs> I'm, I'm the custodian yes. at the moment yes it's a big job and you're sort of you sort of waking yourself up and go right this is this is big it's a big club mm-hmm. um, it's one of the biggest in the country it's one of the most successful in the country mm-hmm. in terms of all Ireland pennants I think they're upwards of nearly 30 um, all Ireland pennants across various teams across you know various years so it's it's a successful club it's a big club and it's it's i don't take that lightly at all so you mentioned there about the mentorship that you enjoy with your um friend up in um port Stewart. so do you have any other mentors if i i did have my father um he passed six months ago oh, i'm sorry um so like dad wouldn't have talked much hmm but when um, when I said I was looking at Galway Golf Club or going into Galway Golf Club, it was the one time out of all the jobs I said I'm going for or going like that, he was going, that's good. Yeah. You know, it was, it was the, I knew it was right. Mm. Um, 
And, you know, I, I have a lot of friends, mm-hmm. you know, I have, I have a good group of friends um, at home and, you know, there's a group of five of us that are very close. I see them as my my mentors because, like, mm. during COVID, we had a Thursday night was set aside that we would always be on Zoom, meeting, mm. talking. And it's good. It's a good um, opportunity to, to talk and get advice because we're all in near, near all of us are in totally different aspects of work mm-hmm. and we're able to take experiences and talk to each other in, in a very matter of fact kind of way. It's mm-hmm. like I'd see them as my mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have had mentors from school. You know, you always have this teacher that sort of is always there. It's always brought you along. So like my teacher, Mr. Brawley, mm-hmm. um, he was very, important you know in a school sense was that Francie Raleigh no but it's Joe Brawley's father no but it's there is a link there I don't know off the top of my head what the link is um my father would have known Francie because dad was I was at his wake actually just before Covid yeah dad was Belieren originally Mm. so not too far from Dungiven Dungiven or or Swatra or you know that hub of mm-hmm. Gaelic football so yeah. and dad was a great Gaelic footballer as a lot of them were around that time up there um, do I have older mentors no there's people that I can call Yeah. Um, like if if I have a, want to talk about general manager the first person I would call would be Michael Moss you know right. and, and he instantly picks up the phone very good I I, um, I used to work at PwC in London uh, in the knowledge management department and People ask me what's knowledge management. It's basically best practices and um, smoothing out bottlenecks and all the rest. So one of the concepts I was introduced to there was the notion of peer assist. So finding somebody who would be similar level to like another general manager, but in a different field. So for example, Connacht Rugby comes to mind with you. So they would put up a forum of general managers in the area of different industry sectors. So maybe it's a overall, it could be sports, but then that they're not in competition with each other. Mm. And then having a very frank and open conversation. So this is the type of um, thing that I'm having trouble with in my day to day. And this, oh yeah, we had this problem, or we, this is how we fixed it. And, and then the peer, you, you, you assist each other. So hence the name peer assist. I'm not gonna ask you you're doing it because I think it's quite a novel, concept so is this something you'd be open to considering 100 percent. it's it's i'm wanting to expand my knowledge and how to manage mm-hmm. um and anybody who's in a management role needs to learn from people that are in a longer time or just have a general conversation about what are you doing in your area or what's happening in your area just a, an open conversation and you gain experience from it like my first year or my first 14 months has been solely learning about the vibe of the club, getting to know what's working, what's not, what's been happening. I've, I've come in and I'm very, very lucky in that sense that I've come in with uh, no ties to Galway Golf Club. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm known, you know, in the, I suppose in, in the golfing fraternity, and I would have had certain people that I would have known in the club from either tournaments or competitions and things like that. But I've come in with no baggage. Do you think that has helped you? 100%. Mm. It's a fresh start. 
I'm guessing that there's, you don't have to comment on this, but there's there could be factions in certain areas, and then by having this outsider coming in, there's none of that baggage. There's no baggage. I've I've no ties. Mm-hmm. I am there for the members. Good. I'm there to promote Galway Golf Club. Yeah. In as positive a sense as is humanly possible, and to bring it forward, modernize it in whatever way I can, whether it be in the background in in front of other golfers around the country mm. and I've tried not to gather baggage as mm. I've gone on. It's um, tricky. It, it it it's tricky, but when you've fourteen hundred adult members, it's 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 there's fourteen hundred different points of view and they're all valid mm-hmm. because they've come from that person. Mm-hmm. So it's it's trying to say, right, this is the direction that I foresee that the club can go in. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of history there. Like every member of the club, every person that works in the club, we're only looking after it mm-hmm. until the next generation comes. I think Justin Rose, um, during the the Ryder Cup, or just after the Ryder Cup in their interview, he says, like, this group of European golfers were the next generation from the previous, the history that the, like, the Seves or the Montgomerys or mm-hmm. the Garcias or that created mm-hmm. were the next generation. And we're just holding this role until the next generation comes so it's the golf club will be there for as long long after a, a lot of us are around so you know if you bring it forward in the time that you're there well then it's a good thing as long as there's no regression mm-hmm. I try and bring a positive spin yeah. to the club try and bring smiles to the club try and help people wherever I can in the club you know it's golf at the end of the day mm-hmm. okay so you're from Port Stewart yes County Derry. Yes, very much so. I've just realised you're you're probably the first person that I've sat opposite with a fellow Derry man. So yeah. this is very interesting. Also, you're the first sports person I've just realised. Uh, sports is maybe a stretch now. At this, this time. <laughs> I, I work in the sport industry, but I I, well, I grew up playing. Like my mum always said that if it moves, Niall plays it. Right. Um, whether it be with a ball or running or... Do you want to talk about your own personal golfing achievements then? Um, or sports achievements? Sports achievements. So, like, it, at school, it was it was sport. If it was running, I was doing it, um, I think when I was 15, 15, I was Ulster School's high jump champion. Mm-hmm. So, the sort of the, the six foot seven kind of helped. And golf played a massive part in my life it's, it's part of me I'm part of Porster Golf Club since I was 10 years old I'm not a member anymore because it just doesn't make any sense being in Galway and being a member of the golf club but I got my first golf club when I was 4 wow. from great man Porster Sammy Hempel who used to live in the Prospect Road so he built my first iron my mm-hmm. dad got it built for me he built it he built it so it, it was wrapped in cord and he had a head and a shaft and he just put them all together and it was a small way so that was that was is that because you couldn't buy a golf club back then or it what? was just there was no point in buying a set of golf clubs you know, for a four-year-old it was yeah. just a four-year-old yeah. wanting to hit balls and right. whatever have you still direction. got that i don't think so. It may be, there's a high possibility that it may be in the wrist space at home. Mm. Um, That'd be worth looking at. But I do have, like, when I was 15 and I was sort of showing signs of, he's not bad at golf. Mm. Mom and dad would have invested quite heavily at the time in a set of Wilson blades for me. Mm. Um, and they were extended, sent to Wilson, Alan Hunter at the time, got them all done up for me. So, um 
I was good at golf. Mm-hmm. I wasn't your Graham Madoles or your Michael Hoys or the Michael McGeeties. I can tell you still got your accent. Yeah, so it's, it's sort of. I, it was. Um, I was <laughs> oh, Graham McDowell's accent. I love it. I, you know, I've actually googled that, that from time to time, and I remember having a down day just to brighten my day up. You know, yeah. listen, to, listen, listen. It, to it was like it's it's mad because um, I remember when he won the Swedish Open, Scandinavian Open. It was his first tournament that he won. He came back to Port Stewart, and he was he was he was there, and he he says, "Oh no, I'll now." Not the accent. Don't, don't, don't. Because uh, our two fathers worked with each other. Doing what? Um, it was in Monsanto. It would have been Monsanto um, in Korean. It was like a fibre mm-hmm. factory in Korean. Um, and So they were colleagues and Ken, friends. They were colleagues, yeah. They were colleagues anyway. They like, would know each other. Like, mm-hmm. um, And I would know Graham growing up more so in the Gulf and uh-huh. fraternity, shall we say, for want of a better term. But like we were, or I was like blessed by the, the people that I grew up seeing playing golf, you yeah. know, Graham, Michael Hoy, Michael McGeady. Um, there's even, if you take even the likes of Ricky Elliott, who's now um, Brooks Kepka's caddy, like Ricky Elliott was mm. an unbelievable golfer at the time. Um, so there was, and even, you know, my, one of my friends, Aaron Lundy, he was a fabulous golfer and he, Unfortunately, passed away in '99. When you look at those golfers and how good they were as amateurs, mm-hmm. you see how hard it it is to go from elite amateur mm-hmm. to okay professional to a good professional to a journeyman professional to the elite professional. You know, it's it's a very tough business or sport at you know at, mm. at, at, at elite level no matter what elite level like arguably the bad pros are class golfers yeah, yeah you know or not the bad pros maybe the wrong terminology to use but the the the, the pros that are you know on the lower tours mm. um like as golf goes they're stunning golfers my main sport that i keep on top of is formula one you know i I just like the unpredictability of it all, you know. Um, but the thing is, you see somebody trundling in the back of the, the field and they're still one of the top 20 drivers in the world. So, uh, yeah, I think that extends across. Yeah, they're still taking a, a corner at 200 yeah. kilometres an hour or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's 5G and all the rest. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's not to be taken lightly, you know, especially elite golfers in the work. Mm. that like you only have to look at Galway Golf Club there like it has a history of producing stunning golfers mm. um, you know you look at the likes of Joe Lyons um, he's he just won a, an international seniors tournament in America there recently but he's um, very senior close champion at the minute Joe's been a core element in Irish golf for as long as I can remember mm-hmm. um, we have Ronan Mullarney who's on the Alps Tour. He's now leading the Alps Tour Order of Merit and he's going on to the Challenge Tour next year. So it's the, 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 the second tier of golf. And then we have Liam Nolan, um, who's just come out of Walker Cup golf for Great Britain and Ireland. And is he's next week he's going to the Eisenhower Trophy as part of the three-man elite team, you know, with... 
um, Alex McGuire and Matt McLean, you know, like there's the three different stages of, you know, someone, I don't want to say in, in his senior years mm. in golfing terms, um, you're someone who's on tour at the minute and someone who's at the, the elite, like the top elite of, of the amateur mm-hmm. circuit. And it's amazing to see these people play golf. Like I went to St Andrews for the Walker Cup. I didn't think that this time last year that I'd be going to St Andrews to a Walker Cup mm-hmm. to see someone from the club playing, you know, some of the most unbelievable golf. Like I'd never been to St Andrews before, mm-hmm. which is, which was even stirring in itself, turning around that corner and seeing the first tee in the 18th green, you're going, oh, I'm here. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy sport because, like you say, in Formula One, it's one person. Mm-hmm. Teams are sort of different. You know, you've, whether 14 other people to, to, to play off or play with. It's it's a lonely sport, and I think that's why the likes of you, you saw it there with the um, or the the Ryder Cup. When it does come to a team, that how special it can be for golfers when they get into a team, mm-hmm. and and what it can actually bring. You know, I go back to two thousand and four and the team that we had from Port Stewart in the competition All Ireland. There's there's a there's a feeling there that you never lose about the team, especially when it's, it is a singular sport like golf mm-hmm. that when you get into a team, there's something new about it. There's something exciting about it. And you're playing for other people, not just for yourself. Mm-hmm. Galway has stunning golfers, mm-hmm. but they've got probably one of the most green pennants in the country. So they obviously can, they can work as a team. And it's very important that, that it's seen that it's, it's it's a very, very successful golf club. Do you have a grandparent that you never met? Do you wonder what they were like? What type of life did they have? What type of person were they? How did they laugh? Both of my grandfathers had passed before I was born, so in 2006, when there was no signs of my children arriving anytime soon, I video interviewed both my parents. I asked them about their lives, the holidays they had, their parents, their grandparents. How did they meet? What did they do and what were they like? Where's their final resting place? Some time elapsed, my children did come along, and then my mother passed on, and yeah, sure I miss her but I still have a video of her telling me about her life story. Now, I video interview other people's older relatives as a present for their loved ones. If you want me to capture your special memories, please get in touch at saltillmedia.com. Thanks. This is The Galway Podcast. There's some sports and there's some fields in which Ireland punches above its weight. Boxing comes to mind. Golf is an obvious one as well. What do you put that down to? Um, it's very hard to know. I think it's the character of the people. Like to endure the rain. To endure <laughs> like if you're playing golf in Ireland, you can play it anywhere because it can like we're looking out at the sunshine here, but this afternoon it could be pouring rain. It was mm. freezing cold this morning. So it's I think it's just um to play all the elements. 
it, but we can play, we can go through anything. Irish people can go through anything. Yeah. Like, they're like brick wall, right? We'll go through it. Right. Um, it's, I don't know if it's just in the DNA. Like, it's, it's just, we, we are able to play in any weather. We're able to play as a team. But a lot of it is actually in the way that we've been brought up as golfers. The, the, the training that we got growing up, the discipline that we got growing up. And a lot of golfers have come from people who have played golf. Mm-hmm. So you, it's, it's, it's almost passed on generationally. I got it from my father. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a way that my father and I grew up together. Like we always, we lived on the far side of Port Stewart, Port Rush side of Port Stewart, shall we say, by the old course. Mm-hmm. And but I, every evening, if possible, we'd be out, out the back, as we called it. We would have gone out onto the, the, the back nine of the old course. There was a wee lane. We went over the, the hatch and just played there until dark. Wow. Um, back home and that was that was my life growing up. So rain or shine, you were out? Oh yeah, like yeah, pretty much because like you can't choose the weather. Do you have midgets up in Port Stewart? Uh there would have would have been not, <laughs> your, not, not as many as the countryside, but you would have had the all night there midgets. We had wild this. midgets down South Derry, so what's your technique for that? Just wear a hat? Just, just a hat, right? okay, or That's just swipe them. Like it, it, it's sort of, it's, it's. Um, but by the sea, it was kind of different. That the the midges didn't necessarily come out as much. What's the gobby term for midgets or midges? Midges, is it down I don't here? I think so. I yeah. uh, speak yeah. a different language down here. Ah, it's yeah. it's. I, I, I midges. I, I've never, yeah. no, I've had nobody ever correct me. Like, I think, what are you talking about? There's uh, other stuff there. Correct me. What is that? Yeah. Um, but um, no, no, I've been midges. So it was the the only elements you would come up against in that home would be the weather yeah so you mentioned that we're coming into the winter and then it's going to close down so i mean my i i say i like golf it's just golf doesn't like me you know there's some things that i like and they don't like me back yeah. golf's one of them in other words i'm i've tried a few times obviously i need to try a bit more to get the results back but i, I i'm not getting the results to, to date so you said there that we're entering into the winter and therefore it'll shut down. So talk to me about that. It doesn't necessarily shut down. There's just a higher possibility. So the, you could actually play golf? Oh, you can you can play golf. There may be different elements, but there, the chances during the winter, because there's such a short window in terms of sunlight yes. um, or daylight, that there's you're compressing a lot more people into a lesser space. Right. And also the weather elements, you know, the weather's, you know, we're very lucky at the minute, um, but there's higher possibility that there'd be tougher elements, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it, at the end of the day, it's it's clay and grass. Mm-hmm. So if there's a lot of rain, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's chances that, you know, it will close down, but that doesn't mean that the club, isn't busy yes you know that's that's one of the fabulous things about it and there's a lots of courses i've gone to in the country across many years that you go into day to day and it's it's dead mm-hmm. always never dead yeah. you know it, it is a hub and of what do you activity. what do you attribute that to the members okay it's it's the members are keeping the club active. They're the lifeblood. They're, they are the lifeblood and they are the history 
mm-hmm. of of the club, as I say, like so. Is, yeah, as you say, intergenerationally, it's, also. it's generationally now. You know, the, we we had a busy summer in terms of juniors. There's upwards of three hundred juniors mm-hmm. in the club, which is phenomenal. Um, so there's a buzz about you know summer camps. What juniors? Above. What age is that? So it'd be it like you would have young adult males, and then you have juniors, which are ranging from ten to to eighteen, seventeen, okay. eighteen. So, um, and then we're into young adult males, which would be the eighteen to twenty six, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that busy school mm-hmm. kid yeah. time during the summer, the summer camps, summer competitions. It's very, very active. We're very, very lucky. And I suppose that's where the inkling of golf comes in and, you know, getting kids involved and getting getting them sort of injected with the, the bug, I suppose, is yeah. what, for want of a better, a better term, because it is it is a bug whenever you start it. Like I started when I was four, sort of played all any other sport that sort of came away, whether it be soccer, Gaelic, Anything really that sort of moved, I was I was at it. Um, but golf is the the mainstay. So, say for example, so I'm a parent. I got two kids, none of whom play golf, um, including myself. How difficult is it to spot golf in your kids if you if you've never played golf? Is it impossible? It depends. Or what do you look for? You look for enjoyment. Okay, so you have to expose them to the sport. It's 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 all about exposure. Like I'm slightly different. You know, I have a six year old son, and I may sometimes, um, as parents do, look at them saying, "Right, you're. I need to sort your grip out. I need to you need to swing better, stand back, bend your knees." And then I'm going, "Hold on, it's a six year old boy, <laughs> just hit the ball." <laughs> so it's it's a it's about letting them go with it and it's you know you, you know we were talking about mentors there like my cousin would sort of be just let him hit the ball uh-huh. and I go alright that's right because I, I'm too because I've come from mm-hmm. playing you know relatively good golf I'm thinking my way yes yes as so a, you're, you're you're imposing your adult brain or technique adult, yeah, yeah. I, like it's, it's too early the child has to formulate to have a lot of other things you know um before they can even want to play it Mm -hmm. like my son's very active in sport Mm. and he loves exactly what i was and that moves he wants to watch it he wants Mm. to see it you know it could come down and he's watching a triathlon tv or he's kicking a football like it's endless in terms of his his activity but it's, it's great. It's very healthy. It's funny how we parent because, you know, one questions whether it's um, the environment or the genetics. I, I, I'm saying this because I, I'm a musician and my front room is full of instruments. I took violin lessons when I was a kid and now I play 10 instruments and not one of them is a violin. Everything else is self-taught. So whenever I have the instruments, you know, open and... Um, available for my kids. They weren't playing. So what I would do, I'd go over and turn on the keyboard and play it and then walk out of the room. And invariably, you know, two minutes later, the, the kids are all over the keyboards. So um, and what I'm saying is how we parent is is a reflection of how we've been parented and uh, how we've learned as well. But my parents didn't teach me music. But what I'm saying to you is um, it's interesting how we 
impart our knowledge is very similar to how we got the knowledge ourselves. Yeah, it's so it's, your your father taught you how to hold the grip correctly and all the rest. He, he, my father taught me golf. He taught like he taught me. I'm I'm a mother. You know, it's I'm my sisters. You know, they teach you things without even knowing. Yeah, you know, it's like um, osmosis. It, it, it is by osmosis. Like my my son in the last two years, thankfully, dairy football was or is on on the rise on the rise. Um, We'll not talk about the current situation, but um, we they will win in all Ireland, and then you, <laughs> you know, like it's that. That's the thing with we'll safety of the All Ireland, but um, but in the last two years, it, you know, and it's it's not through me, you know. Right, we need to go out and play Gaelic football. My son was watching the Gaelic football on the TV, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden outside, he's kicking dead balls. He's putting balls over the fence there. You know, he's 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 taken to it. That's that's genetics mm. for me, you know, that skill at such a young age, I didn't have that at a young age in terms of Gaelic football. Mm-hmm. My father definitely did mm-hmm. because that was, you know, it was ingrained in him, you know, whether it be football or soccer, like my father, from what I hear, you know, back in the youth days, she, he could have been a fantastic soccer player. Mm-hmm. Um, did he play for the county or anything? He, he was... Schoolboy, he was able to go to schoolboy level, uh-huh. but he chose to stay at home. Yeah, okay. And and work essentially. Yeah. But he was good. He was a great footballer. He was a stylish footballer, from what I've been told. And I I see that my son. I wasn't in any way a good Gaelic footballer. I because Portstreet was kind of removed from the core Gaelic. We we have Owen Rowe. Thankfully, we're very lucky. But I it was soccer and golf and. Athletics was was what you know. Also, also you have to d- disappoint your father. That's that's the design of our ki- of of, yeah, of generations. Yeah, like in terms of football, I may be disappointed, but I think in um, with golf, you've definitely made I, him proud. I think I think I, I I made up for it. Um, in in the golfing terms, like I remember coming off the boat. This sounds like um back in the eighteen hundreds, came off the boat from Liverpool, um when I was at university. Um, my father picked me up in Belfast and drove me to Strand Hill to play in the Connacht Boys, mm. you know, or the Connacht Youth, I think it was at the time. That's what parents do. That's what my father did for me. And I never wanted for anything in golf mm-hmm. because it was sort of, that that was my thing. Yeah. Like, Porsche Golf Club was fabulous for 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 golf and golfers. It was a, a very homely club. There was lots of fabulous members. The, the, the old generation of golfers like they taught us mm. how to be around a golf club and that's very important in terms of the history that Galway Golf Club has mm. there is a, an older demographic there but they are so important to the the essence of of the golf club they're important to the history they're important to the present and they're important to the future you know it's, it can't be overlooked at all because that's that's how I'm learning about the golf club from a day to day and up having the conversations and seeing just seeing them talk and seeing them enjoy each other's company, it's its great. Do you think the members have welcomed you? Do you feel oh, welcomed? Um, unbelievably. And it is it is special. Like the, when my father died, I was blown away by the support that the club, the officers of the club, like mm-hmm. drove the officers and staff members and everything just, just appeared in Port Stewart at the wow. funeral. And I was going... This place is special. Wow. And when I came back, 
Um, like I was inundated with people. Like I was only there six months. Wow. Um, but it it just shows that the community that there is in the club is there, and the care that they show for me. Like I, I never ever forget it. In terms of 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 a workplace, you're barely in. Yeah. You know, say <laughs> barely in a wet week. Um, it was just so meaningful to me, and it's just it blew me away. Actually, was your father's passing expected? Uh, not really. No. So it was it was pretty quick. So you were here. I was no. I was I was actually home. Um, thankfully for his passing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the the time scale that happened, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was a, a year really, a year and a half. Um, so it was it was tough. You're lucky to have had that, you know. Yeah, I was lucky. Like I was lucky in terms of I'm four or five hours away. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very mindful of that. That there's lots of people that. You know, well, especially during COVID, or people that are in Australia and they don't get to have that time with with their family. That was me. Yeah, I uh, my mother passed when I was in China, and I couldn't get home as during COVID. And yeah, I don't have any regrets. Um, I say I sang I sang at her funeral, which was really really amazing to have done that. It brought a lot of healing. So yeah, Dad's Dad's funeral brought a lot of healing. To, to me and I, I like his funeral was massive mm. like it like it blew me away like the people that were there because dad wasn't like I've been captain of Lockray and you know head boy like, dad, dad wasn't like that yeah. dad was a quiet man he was sort of he was in the background he loved looking after teams uh-huh. he loved trying to push people forward he was a t- he was a team man but he was a networker I unbeknownst himself you know, yeah. he sort of like the, you know the, the, the solace that I got, and I think believe my sisters got because like my sisters, like they were at the, the forefront of looking after dad with mum. Yeah. I was, it was, I was removed from it. Yeah. Um, and it was, this my my two sisters and and mum. Um. Like looked after dad in the last year and a half. Like it was just phenomenal so what they had to go through. Is your mum still alive? Yes. What's her name? Rosina. Hi, Rosina. Hi, mum. What do you call your sisters? Donna and Mary Angela. Hi, ladies. So like their their families and what they went through is different from what I went through. Mm-hmm. It was it's hard and easy for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I I wasn't at the forefront of it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you, you deal with your with your dealt yeah, as well. Yeah, and that that was a, that was a choice I made back in two thousand and four, two thousand and five to, to remove myself from from home mm-hmm. and and to come to Dublin and then eventually end up here in two thousand nine ish. Like at the end of the day, was, you know, lost 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 my father, so it's mm. um, tough in that respect. Mm. Let's, let's head south again. So you mentioned there that there's fourteen thousand, sorry, fourteen hundred um, adults and three hundred juniors. So that's seventeen hundred members of the club. Yeah. What size is the club in terms of acreage? In and around one hundred and thirty acres. Wow. So there's there's four holes that we would call on the foreshore, uh-huh. which is in around guesstimates it's sort of in around thirty five acres, mm-hmm. and then you would have the other fourteen that sort of goes up 
to the 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 hill um that's in around 90, 90 odd acres. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a big footprint in terms of where it is in Galway. Do you get pressure in terms of authorities saying, okay, knock on the door, we need to buy a bit of space off you or whatever? Does no, that, that doesn't no, happen? no, it's owned by the members. Okay. Um, any decision that happens to do with the club is down to the members at that time. And how does that work? So, I mean, you can't have 1,700 people having a conversation all at once. There's obviously a committee and... Yeah, there's, there's like, it would have been the old, the old sort of, Prior to this year, it would have been a council and then even a management committee. Now, because it's, it's the one club process that it's it's not just a male-dominated council that, you know, you would potentially still have in other places. It's very much a, a mix of men and women coming together to try and work on the members' behalf. But essentially, it's democratic if there's a big decision to be made in the club. It comes to either EGM and SGM or the uh, the AGM, where the members vote on it, um, and all it, of the fourteen hundred adults. Yeah, they they have the option to vote on it. Whether they all vote on it or not, it's it's that's entirely down to them. There's people that just come and play the golf. There's people that are heavily involved in the mm-hmm. in the club and the workings of it. So motions will come forward. For instance, at this year's AGM, mm-hmm. of what the next year looks like or some of the things that you're, you know, you're wanting to try and do. It's very democratic. The members own the club. The members make the decision. I put it into practice. You know, I, I don't have a vote. I'm there at the, the the mercy of what the members decide they want to do. And I'm going to try and bring forward ideas about how to bring the club forward, how to promote the club. It's, it's not a golf club that is going to have buses coming in of American tourists because we don't have the capacity for it. You know, like the Porchchurch, the La Hinches, the Watervilles, the Ballyleffins. It's it's about trying to make the club better for the members. It's very heavily members. Does that mean that you've closed the door in terms of new membership? It, it was closed there for a while, but it would open based on what happens at the AGM. Mm. So based, it depends on the attrition rate from the year previous. So there would be a limited, you know, opening for for new members coming in. But it's it's making sure that the capacity that is currently there, that it doesn't get too big, that the members that are there don't have this opportunity to play because you're trying to put that many members out on any given day. There's only a limited space to put them out to make sure that everybody gets to play golf. And it's a very busy club in terms of golf. You know, it's constantly busy. Mm-hmm. It's constantly, which is great because there's constantly new people coming or people coming in and out. The, my office is in the main thoroughfare to, to one of the, the change rooms. So you have people waving in and I have a very much an open window, open door policy mm-hmm. that, you know, I like to see what's happening around me. I, I look out mm-hmm. over Galway Bay. Like the view I have is stunning. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been to I've been to the club one night. Um, it's a GA night for Salt Hill, actually. I, I, I donated a, a gift uh, to be auctioned. Um, so I saw the view. The view is amazing. It's yeah. really immense. Yeah. So your view is the same as were from the restaurant, effectively. Yeah. So it's just down a level. So okay. I, I look out the front gate. Um, some might say it's a security related, but it's it's not. Like it's it's let the light in and look out at the light. You know, yeah. it's very much that. But the, like the view from upstairs, you know, you come round near enough three sixty, you start the ninth green and you come the whole way around and you're 
for looking at the burn. It's, it must it's, come down for a cup of tea. <laughs> absolutely, it's uh, at any time. It's 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 a stunning location. So you said there you've got an open door policy. That means anybody can walk in. Yeah. That spells to me that you're working late at night. Is that correct? At home, that not, you're catching up on yourself. Uh, not not necessarily. Um, there's there's times that work late and um, it's just constantly busy. Mm. Whether it was open or not, I, I I think it's important that people see that I'm there. It's it's not and it's nothing to do with what I'm doing or things like that. It's just that there is a a core function within the club that is happening there's stuff happening and like at the end of the day it is the members club mm. so I'm there to to serve the members if the members want me well I'll do my best to, to have a conversation with them there's times where the door does close mm. you know the meetings and things like that but I like being up in the restaurant talking to the members seeing the members coming in seeing how they are and it's not all about golf Mm-hmm. like essentially it's just a golf club you know at the end of the day it should just be about golf but it's for a lot of the members it's more than that mm-hmm. it's it's part of their dna mm-hmm. and it's it's where they come to chat it's where they come to socialize and it's being very important that i be part of that as well mm-hmm. and making sure that they're okay and how's your day where have you been what are you doing it's not just about the golf but it yeah. is about the golf club it reminds me of politics in some ways because, you know, you've heard the expression, all politics is local. So in other words, if you want to be re-elected, you embed yourself in the society and see what difference that you can make and all the rest. So if you're on the ground, you're connected to the concerns and the uh, wishes of the, of, the, yeah. of the members. So, yeah, that, that was just going through my head. I yeah, it's, it's very important to be part of the membership. Hmm. Like it's it's their club, you're trying to do it for the the betterment of Galway Golf Club, of the members, and they're the bosses at the end of the day. So how does the golf club contribute to Galway? No, let's take the members out of it. If you're not a member, yeah, wh- how, what benefits do do the people of Galway or does the city of Galway, Galway enjoy as a result of having the golf club present? Well, I suppose like a a, a lot of fundraising would be done for the likes of the Jazz, the Bish, Salt Hill GA, uh, Salt Hill Devon Football Club, like they they use the club as an event space once a year that they would come in, they would have their amams, as we would call them, and they would have What's teams. That? So it's amateur amateurs. It's, it's okay. like a team event for people to come yeah. and they would come on their threes or fours, but they would book out maybe the day. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a fundraiser for the schools that they would have an event. They'd maybe have food afterwards. They would have their presentation in the club. They would socialise in the club. So we are a space for the local schools, the local charities even. Do they have to pay you for that? They would pay a, a, a figure. Yeah, but it would be well reduced. It's 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 a reduced figure um, in terms of like the charities and the schools that we, we have it set that it allows them to do fundraising as well. Right. It's a space for them to have their event, mm-hmm. you know, for the day. And because we're such a part of the Galway City, it's very important that we give back locally to whether it be charities, whether it be the um, the schools, that we give them a space that they can do fundraising and, and we open up to allow them to do that. 
How many golf clubs of a similar size and quality to Galway are there on the island of Ireland? Honestly, very few. And that's 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 being brutally honest, and I've been in golf for a long time. In terms of size of membership, very few, because we have so many members. Unfortunately, in terms of the estate that we have, it's very hard to expand a golf club or a golf course with the footprint that we have. Mm. Um, you can always, you know, deviate in, in some way, but, like, the quality of the course cannot be argued with. Like, Billy and his team, like, Billy's there 36. Who's Billy now? So Billy, Billy Connell will be our head greenkeeper. Okay. And he's there 36, 37 years. Right. So, like, I was still in single figures when he was starting out in the golf course. You know, there, there's there's elements of um, the employees, like Bernadette in the office, was there 42, 43 years. So, um, you know, like, there's history in that itself. Like, Billy would know every tree, every blade of grass, and that's obvious in what him and the, 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 the team create out there, like the quality of the golf course cannot be argued with. And it shows that a golf course doesn't have to be six, 7,000 metres yards long, you know, in terms of distance to be tricky. You know, we had, a, we had a pro-am there recently that the pros were coming and they were saying, like, it, a golf course doesn't have to be long to be tricky. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because it, because of where you are as well. You're you're exposed to the elements. I, I'm I'm reminded of a conversation I had with um, a coastal geomorphologist, um, Kevin Lynch, who was on the podcast, and he was talking about the shelter offered from Aran Island. So I'm guessing that offers a bit of unpredictability. So you think, oh my goodness, I think I've got this wind sussed, but then uh, you know, it, it's it, it's because we are exposed to the Atlantic but yet sheltered from the Iron Islands that it gives an other factor in there. Yeah, it's almost its its own climate mm. sometimes. Like, um, And it's it's no different from, you know, you could, I could be in Crawwell, it could be raining in Loch Ray mm-hmm. and not raining in Crawwell. Mm-hmm. You could have sometimes that it's raining in the first four holes, but not raining up the, <laughs> okay. the, the, the you know, the, the top of the course. And that's, that's just being in the outdoors naturally. Yeah. Um, but it's the quality of the course and the quality of the greens and the quality of the grass is the key, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of golfing. For, for me, anyway, as, as a golfer, like, you're always going to get the the quality, of course, mm-hmm. around the country. You know, we're we're, we're blessed with the, the the types of courses, the links courses, the parkland courses that we, we do have in the country. It's unbelievable, the quality and the people that work hard to keep those clubs going and the members that work hard and... And that goes from the very top level, the, the Port Stewart's, the Watervilles, the Port Rushes, the Ballyliffins, the Lahinches, down to the, the very, the, you know, the smaller clubs with the smaller membership. You know, I'm, I'm an honour member in Loch Ray or a life member in Loch Ray and maybe three, four or five hundred members. That's a third of what is out in Galway. There's still golf clubs. But they're two totally different types of golf clubs. Like uh, Lockray is heavily involved in terms of getting members involved in the golf course, and they work hard in the golf course, and it's uh, on the volunteers. And there's a lot of volunteers in 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 Galway Golf Club. Don't get me wrong, but it's they're two totally different golf courses, and Galway's totally different from a Royal Port Rush or a Ballyliffin or a Port Stewart or a Port Marnock or a Waterville. 
although it's all they're all golf clubs, they're totally different. No one is the same. But in terms of footprint of members, anytime I would say to people, oh, about seventeen hundred members, they go what? And you're saying over one golf course, like it's it is a large membership. That says to me that there could be scheduling or booking issues. Is there? Is it difficult to get to book? It's, it is difficult for members to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I have to be careful. And I've learned this year in terms of from externally what we bring in mm-hmm. and the level that we bring it in at um, and being very careful that there's time for the external social mm-hmm. golf and trying to use that to promote the, the golf club. Um, whether it be visitors, whether it be locals, you know, like amams or societies, and making sure that the members have the time to play their own golf course. So there is a balance in that there. It's made easier in, in so much as the, the weekends is the members' time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's solely for the members. And then we try and place societies or, you know, green fees coming from America, Europe, all that sort of stuff. In, in the spaces that there are around that. So it's just it's just managing it, but it's the the key focus is making sure the members have as much time as possible to play golf. At Salt Hill Media, we record the life stories of older people as a gift for their future generations. We appear to be the only organization on the island of Ireland providing this service. What does that look like? An older person sits and answers questions about their life stories. For instance, what were their holidays like as children? Where did their parents meet? And what were their jobs? Where's their final resting place? And what about their parents? And so on. This is a perfect gift for people who hit another milestone For example, a retirement gift, entering a new decade, a significant wedding anniversary, or it could just be a regular gift. The clever thing about this is that it is a time capsule to be enjoyed for future generations to come. Some people say, but my life story is not that interesting. It is interesting to those who follow after you. Other people remark, I could do this myself, we say, and so you should. However, more often than not, these life stories do not get recorded, so we advise that you go to salthillmedia.com and book a recording session for three months' time. If, in three months' time, your recording has not happened, then we will do that for you. Go to salthillmedia.com today to book your life recording. Thank you. This is the Galway Podcast. Let's talk a little bit about the future plans. So in terms of short, medium and long-term plans, um, yeah. what, what, how do you see it all planning it? In the short term, it's, it's just to, like I'm, as I say, I'm at what, 14 months now and it's, it's learning are putting into practice what I've learned in the last year and again the, the failings that have happened but the positives that there's been and implementing those in the various areas like like for instance we were myself and the caretaker Joey were 
putting a fire alarm back together yesterday or a release button back together yesterday next it could be up in the bar talking to someone about uh, fire shirts or it could be out talking to the pro about buggies or it could be out at the back with buggies or it could be looking at penance and you know it's it's trying to get a normality for me as the general manager as to what works mm-hmm. now I'm not going to get everything right mm-hmm. and I admit that straight away but it's trying to promote the club in the medium to long term that we are the best club in the country we have the best golf course we have the best technology we have the best members we have the largest membership and have you the largest membership I believe we do as you said you know the one in Port uh, Port Stewart has got three courses but yeah. split over 1500 yeah yeah so it's or at end round I think it's 11 or 1200 members okay but I suppose Port Stewart it's a smaller um pull to draw from probably mm-hmm. have a bigger pull to draw from it's trying to bring the club forward without forgetting the past if you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. it's it's always making sure that there's the hold on to the past but bring it into the a modern era in terms of technology so what do you mean by holding on to the past like the the, the club and the members wouldn't be there without it being started back in 1895 right so it's there's whether it be modernising clothing, modernising the clubhouse, modernising what elements of the past can you bring in mm-hmm. to that. So, like, for instance, it was started in 1895 by English soldier, um, Jourdan or Jourdan, and it was it was an army. It started in Renmore Barracks and then ended up, to, you know, later years to where the, the footprint is now. So it's, it's like elements of like red and gold are in my head mm-hmm. in terms because that was the army uniform mm-hmm. that was the, the the uniform that there was at the time and there's great footage of um, back in the 60s of people playing at, around the foreshore in the first four holes in shirt and tie mm-hmm. so it's <coughs> it's being very careful to not forget what made the club mm-hmm. and to try and if possible, bring elements of that like you yeah, will always have the notice boards in terms of the captains that are back mm-hmm. in the the 1920s 19s whenever's um and that's a tie into the past but it's like the, a, any golf club no matter whether it be Galway Port Stewart anywhere like it wouldn't be where it is without the historical members mm-hmm. and without the members that are there now and the members that are going to come in the future so it's it's trying to knit all those together mm-hmm. but to try and bring it into the modern era mm-hmm. and and when I say modern like I'm talking about technologies. You know, so what type of technology do you envisage coming along? Like it's, it's, it's more like in the background, because I was always in the background, it's updating the background mm. and making sure that the infrastructure mm. that is there is safe right. for, for the members and members' information and things like that. But also small things like um, sound in the golf club. Yes. Like music in the golf club. Yeah. Um, just the different technologies. Like we're very lucky there that we we got um, ten new buggies in recent months. That ha- they are the latest technology, whether it be terms of battery, whether it be terms of uh, like visual technology in terms of maps, the maps of the golf course. So it's bringing those new elements. Like we've put recently put one hundred and two solar panels into the golf club. Oh. Okay. So, and that services our equipment shed for the, the green keeping staff 
and also the main clubhouse. So solar panels requires sunlight. Sometimes there's no sunlight, very little sunlight in yeah. Galway. And, and the counterbalance to that would be um, uh, wind. So do you have any plans for turbines or anything? Not, 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 not the minute. We're, I suppose we're in our infancy, whether it be, you know, might be a bit late in terms of the, the, the global necessity for it. Mm. But we're trying and, you know, there's sustainability committees in the club about, you know, getting rid of single plastic plastic single use plastics mm-hmm. in the club about being more sustainable mm-hmm. like the put the putting up the solar panels so trying to use the area that we have mm-hmm. and what we have we have a lot of roof mm-hmm. arguably not a lot of sun but harboring what we can and doing what we can in in the early times and in the infancy of what we're trying to do and making the club more sustainable and that that will only grow Mm-hmm. As time goes on, you know, um, if you look at modernization of, of course, signs and things like that, using recycled materials for seats, for um, tea boxes, for bins, and just being smart with what we do, whether it be down to um, not using diesel mm-hmm. and using the sunflower or the the other oil alternatives that we can, mm-hmm. it's about harboring and using the new technologies that are there mm-hmm. that do exactly the same mm-hmm. but are good for the environment good for the members um, and make the club better from the inside out mm-hmm. so that um, a lot a lot of the times that you're saying geez they are actually are the best club mm-hmm. they've the biggest membership they have a fabulous course they have great food they've the technology that you're using have you seen their buggies have you seen their you know their their videos when you go in you're wanting to try and emulate what other courses are doing mm-hmm. so I would go to other clubs and see oh I wonder would that work I wonder would this work you know yeah. you're 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 taken from every other club mm-hmm. and hopefully when other people come to our club go I wonder would that work for us so you mm-hmm. want to be that that everyone's talking about from the positive sense that they're doing that in golly. Well, why can't we do it? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's trying to turn the conversation around that people are talking about us and what we can give them. It sounds to me like a person who does constant market research in terms of conversations, in terms of going to other clubs, in terms of people visiting your club. Do you ask visitors what don't you like? <laughs> I like it with, with you. You can't have a positive without having a negative first. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be, and and you you, you take criticisms as a potential. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 a lot, and I, I I don't know if it's about society or anything like that. We're very quick to um, find a problem, mm-hmm. but I'm like finding the solutions. Mm-hmm. I, I I like finding solutions to things that right that's not working okay didn't cause any big problems mm-hmm. let's try something else let's try something else and it's it's trying to promote that in such a way as as get get everybody involved in the conversation I want the members to be involved in their own conversation to to what's happening in the club mm-hmm. it's 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 very important that the members are involved in those conversations because at the end of the day it, it impacts on 
their day to day within the club. Mm-hmm. So if if I want to make a change, I you would you would put it out, mm-hmm. you know, around the club. I'm not at that stage yet because I'm still learning um, the the core functions. Um, I'm I'm learning, I'm learning every day. Like it's 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 that's the excitement of it. Like mm-hmm. it could be doing so many different things from a day to day. Um, but it's it's the buzz about seeing something work. Mm-hmm. Um, like the new buggies working. Um, there's technology in there that we're not harboring yet or not using yet. Um, but the potential is there. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's a solution for everything. Um, like I could find hundreds of problems, mm-hmm. but it's it's what solutions are going to give us the biggest benefit in Galway Golf Club, and that's that's what I want to try and involve the members in, um, and getting their viewpoint on it, and and that's that's the most important viewpoint. At the end of the day, if you know if visitors come and they have a view, they're not seeing it every day. Mm-hmm. The members are, so you want you want it to try and have a percentage that works for the visitors, but a higher percentage that works for the members because they're the ones that are using the facility every day. They're using the course every day, so you want to be. Um, you kind of have to have to have two caps on as a, mm-hmm. as a as a general manager. What are your biggest challenges? Um, it's 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 along the same lines as that because you're. Because you have such a, and this happens in everyday life, nobody's going to have the same viewpoint. Mm. So it's bringing everybody along in the conversation mm. and taking their viewpoints in, in into consultation, but also putting across your points as well. So like the members are part of the solution mm-hmm. and the members are part of the challenge as well. So it's how you use them together to 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 bring the club forward. Like like at the end of the day, it's I'm just wanting to do the best I can in in the golf club for Galway Golf Club. Mm-hmm. You know that that's my only interest. It's it's Galway Golf Club. What gives you the most satisfaction? Seeing people happy, mm-hmm. like see seeing the members coming in and seeing them smile and you know. Just, just, just driving in like I was driving in there along the prom this morning and looking out in a flat cam and you're going, this is this is surreal. You know, you're going in, you turn in and drive, go up the driveway, and people happy, people saying hello, talking. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's what you see every day within the golf club. It's it's about people being happy, people being healthy, and out in the air, and mm-hmm. you know. No matter what the weather, people are coming in smiling. I love the lack of gap between my question and your answer. You know that it was instinctive. You know that came out of you. That was you didn't have to think there. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm I'm always happier. That you know it's mm-hmm. it's you know it's I can be grumpy with the best of them. Yeah, but it's like that. That's all I'm there for is for the members and to yeah. try and do the best I can for for them and this, the the great team that I have around me it's it's making sure that like I've 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 come from not being a manager being a manager and I've 20 people's life mm-hmm. not their life but their 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 livelihood mm-hmm. 
you know, is is bound by me in terms of making sure that there's, well, there's definitely plenty of work. There's no, no lack of work, but making sure that it's work that's useful at the end of the day for the members, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's the members club. What someone said to me, if, if someone's come and complained to you about there's no toilet roll in the, the case in the toilets, if that's the only thing that they're complaining about, everything's not too bad. Mm-hmm. So it's it's about making sure that you're worrying about what needs to be worried about mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And, you know, it's it's golf at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it's it's a golf club. It's it's about golf. It's about promoting golf. It's about promoting golf with juniors, about promoting golf with seniors. Like, we have such an age gap between possibly the youngest golfer and the oldest golfer. You know, you would have mm-hmm. golfers in their teens and you've got octogenarians, mm-hmm. uh, you know, out playing golf. And that's that's massive. And But that shows you how good golf is. Mm-hmm. They can play it from a young age and still be playing at an old age. And that's the joy of golf. Mm-hmm. No matter, it, it's not necessarily about the scores that you have. Yeah, It's about being out with your friends. It's about being out on the golf course. It's healthy. It's out in the air. And, you know, if you're out in the salt air and Galway Bay, like, there's very few better places to be in the country. Exactly. Other so, than Port Stewart. <laughs> um, you said there it's all about golf. And I'm thinking, I'm pull, I'm zooming out a bit. Um, I'm seeing good health. I'm seeing connection with, it, with the members and so on. Um, What's been your biggest achievements in your tenure? In my tenure, um, I I think I felt it more so or at at the peak when when Dad died, mm. and the sense of community mm. that the the club gave me as a newbie mm-hmm. with with very few connections in the club and. I, I like it's, it's the love that the club showed me. Mm-hmm. Like they did the 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 club, the team, the members. They put a big arm around me mm-hmm. and says, "Right, well, you'll be all right." Um, it's the sense of community, and that now arguably it was already there. Mm-hmm. But I've come in as a as a no ties person, going, "Well, that should be grand," mm-hmm. you know. I, I come in smiling. I try and come in smiling every day. Um, and it's, I don't take it too seriously. Mm-hmm. I take my job very seriously. But in terms of day-to-day, you know, character, mm-hmm. I enjoy the members' company. I enjoy talking to them. I enjoy the history that some of these members have. Like, there's stories there that I'm learning or hearing about, about when the course was here or when it was there and and that's all part of in, in my view a successful general manager mm-hmm. um, in that you connect with the members and I'm very very lucky that I can connect with the members because mm-hmm. I'm out and trying to be out with them as much as I can and I think that's my greatest success that I'm talking to the members every day you could, you could go down the, the road of you know the buggies, the the solar panels, the sustainability, and trying to create a great team. But I wasn't the only person involved. That wasn't a personal thing. You know, there's committees involved there. There was the members involved, and in, in passing these things, like my greatest success is getting the job. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. You know, and, and being there and being able to be there every single day and in, enjoying it every single day, no matter what happens. You know, it's it's not without its challenges, but it's it's making sure that people understand it's it's a game of golf. It's about being in the golf club and trying to do the best that we possibly can mm. so that it's there for the next generation and not taking it too serious. Mm. I have two more questions. Yes. Number one, your message, please, for your members. That's, you've put me on the spot there. I have. To enjoy coming in the gate every time you're going out to play golf and remember that it's a golf club. It's about golf. It's about your friends. And never forget that it's it's a game at the end of the day. I think that's the... That's, that's, it's, it's a tricky question. It's, 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 it's a open. very, very tricky question because um, everybody's going to have a different answer to that. Yes. Um, but it's... It's like, for me, I would have a different answer yeah. because I'm coming in operationally trying and I would have a different viewpoint on it. Yeah. Um, and like what's important to me every day, it's, you know, well, making sure that the members are happy. Yes. Making sure that the fire extinguishers work, making sure that the toilets are working. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's different, but like the members are the lifeblood of the, the golf course and it's it's it is a golf club at the end of the day. Yeah. And it will be a golf club long after that day has ended, you know, that sort of way. So mm. it's 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 we have a beautiful vista that we look out over. We have a beautiful course. We're very lucky in the food that you know in the bar and the restaurant that we have and the the pro that we have and the office and the team that we have. And it's just remembering that you know it's it's we're, we're very 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 lucky and i'm very lucky i told you about i interviewed sharon shannon this week and um she was saying whenever she comes back from a tour what she'll do is if she drives down to the cladder she'll take a left there and she'll drive all the way along salt hill up until black rock which is very close to your club and just marvel at the vista and just say to herself i live here you know, and take it all in. And your club is in prime position there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, it's, it's every, like, say I come in every morning and the most mornings I come now would be down through the clad, I would either turn left at, at the clad of church mm. or go straight on. Either way, you're going to end up in the Salt Hill Prom. Mm -hmm. But you're, you're not, you're not looking to the right, you're looking to the left and yeah. going, well, no matter what the weather. Yes. And you're seeing, like, especially during the summer, but most days there's people jumping in off and the yelps and the joy that that swimming at Black Rock gives people. Yeah. Like, it's it's such a, it's, it's very special. Like, yeah. Galway's very special. Here's my final question, and it is maybe more challenging. What's your message to non-members? That, that that is the challenge um, Galway Golf Club is a very very special place so don't necessarily judge it until you know more about it mm. 
and supported. And supported. It's very, very important to, to that every golf club is supported in the country, no matter what your 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 view or mm. or take on it is. Um, like Galway Golf Club is in my time there, and it was long before me. I'm just getting my own personal understanding of it. It 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 is a special place, mm. like in terms of not just where it sits, but in terms of the history that it has, the success that it has, the members that it has. It's like I look forward to going into work every day. Like people say, are you, are you glad you moved? There's, there's no sure thing. Like I, like I, I've said to people that. I always grew up wanting to be a professional golfer, mm-hmm. but now golf is my profession. Right. <laughs> so it's it's a different viewpoint on it, mm-hmm. but like, like, don't don't judge a book by its cover. What comes to my mind is many people in your club. I'm assuming are employers, and we all need an outlet whereby we need to reset, you know, for mental health and all the rest. And the stresses of an employer are immense. You know, you think about outgoings in terms of um, rent, monthly, monthly salaries and all the rest. If an employer can go along to somewhere and just unwind and feel part of a community, feel part of the crack, you know, that is worth its weight in gold. Well, absolutely. Like Galway is... Uh, em- embedded in Galway society in terms of the people that are members in the club, you know, successful business people, um, non-business people, you know, like the health sector, you know, there's there's so many elements that make the club, and that's the same with every every mm-hmm. golf club. But I'm in in a in a in a Galway sense, you know, it it's Galway, and Galway is part of it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very lucky where I work. I I. Don't not think about that every single day I come up the drive mm-hmm. or when I'm talking to people, I'm very proud of her work and it's not without its challenges. Like it's same with every club. There's, there's challenges that need to be met and like, well, we'll meet them. You know, it's, it's, it, there's nothing that can't be done. It might take time, but it's, it's how you approach them and it's making sure that the golf club, and I mean that the, the club itself doesn't suffer mm-hmm. at, at, at any stage as you move forward. Just being cognizant of the past, but also the future as well. And mm-hmm. and just there's there's a great saying that um, Bob Rotella, a great golf coach, would say, stay in the present. Mm-hmm. And we a lot of golfers would use that, and I used it, because if you worry about the past shots, mm-hmm. It's going to take over your next shot in the present. Yes. If you're worried about your future shots, it's mm-hmm. going to take over what you're doing in the present. Just stay in the present. Wow. Yeah. And it's if if we stay in the present and take what comes at us each day, we get through it. But as long as we're doing it together as a club, yeah. Then nobody can argue. Oh, what you know? What's mm-hmm. what's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're moving forward. We're we're going to be the best. We are the best. Thanks a million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I need to apologise to our listeners because we were talking off mic before you came along, uh, before we hit record. And um, 
just talking about how whenever we're in the company of people from our local home t- area yeah. that our accents change somewhat. Yeah. So I, I feel like I need to apologize to our listeners because there might be some words or phrases we've said here that uh, we're not aware that it couldn't or, have been or on the, the speed suit. even. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's the speed that it might, might come out at that people wouldn't understand me or maybe I necessarily understood my father when he was speaking. Or um, So it's... Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think we should apologize. No, it's, it's just the way we are. That's it. Um, Niall, I, I, I want to say this to you, which is, um, you mentioned earlier about imposter syndrome as well. And um, I, I felt that, I mean, I'm a dairy man hosting the Galway podcast, for goodness sake. If there's one imposter in town, it's me, you know. But I've noticed that whenever I'm walking down the street in Galway just recently, um, there's about three people that saw me that I've interviewed. And the smiles on their faces and the warmth out of these people um, was just immense, you know. And and just feel wow, there's there's it, my work is being acknowledged, you know. And so what I'm saying to you is that you get it as well. You walk into the club, people are delighted to see you, you know. Uh, the, the 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 challenges that you face are they're not insurmountable. Uh, because you are making a positive difference and people are seeing that and they're coming up to your father's funeral having known you for six months and all the rest. So, um, no, I applaud you. So good on you and keep at it. And I'll I'll soldier on too. Perfect. We'll we'll, we'll be all right. We'll be grand. We'll be grand. We'll be grand. (laughs) Okay, Niall, thank you very much for your time today. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for having me too. Cheers then. Slan. Slan. This has been a Solitaire Media original podcast and production.